Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Ed Cheney, a CBD industry expert and business executive. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods of treatment that are alternatives but also complement conventional medicines. Now, here's your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney. I don't know why I do not bring our co host, Kimberly Rose. I don't know why we don't mention her name first. It's so much better than Ed. Aw, no, that's not true. Kimberly Rose. Kimberly Rose, yes. <laughs> well, hello, everybody, and thank you, Ed. <laughs> well, thank, thanks, again for <laughs> making our, thanks again for making our show look good. <laughs> thanks. All right, so today's topic. And this topic, wow, we've been waiting for it. And let me tell you, all right, so the topic is... Discussion on CBD for your pets. Yes. Now, what have we been waiting for? Well, we've been waiting for the veterinarian to get released, to actually be comfortable and having a discussion about this. And their associations, those uh, agencies that manage them, had to give them that freedom to do it. Yeah, and the, so nobody really wanted to break that. No, you right. don't want to. You don't want to jeopardize right. everything you've been working for all along. So we're super excited. We're super yeah. excited to have someone. Uh, the guest we have is uh, absolutely an excellent uh, physician. So anyway, let, we'll move into that later. That uh, that'll be the uh, that'll be a few minutes into our show. Uh, but we know that there's two issues right now in the cannabis world for pet owners. One is there are lots of pet owners who are reporting great benefits with CBD. They're using it, having good results. They're sharing that with their friends and their veterinarians. And so that's going on. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard not to see this. It's, it's a holistic approach. Yeah. Right. And so then you have the other side of the coin and that is recreational and medicinal marijuana has also grown. It's now legally uh, almost in every state. It's very accessible. Yes. And the access your pet now has to an accidental exposure to marijuana uh, is becoming a big concern for a lot of pet owners. Well, yeah, because you don't, you know, you don't, I don't want to say you don't think about it, um, but uh, it's not good for uh, any pet to ingest a, even, I don't know what the level of THC is, but it's not good for a large amount, for right. sure. And so here we go with the same scenario that you and I have faced over and over again is there's no info. Yeah. Everybody knows that there's a concern, but they don't have enough information to make a decision, so they don't make a decision. Right. 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 Or they have an accident that happens and they are, right, it, it, it's a very scary thing if, if you are a pet parent. Yeah, because yeah. Anyway. one of the things that that is, is a little scary about the whole thing is that uh, I have found that cats and dogs uh, are drawn to the smell of the plant. Yeah. So it's almost something they they want to to eat. So and and that's in a flower form or in an edible form. They yeah. want to eat it. I, I was even uh, talking to Doctor pa uh, Doctor Powers is going to be our first guest, uh, and he said, "Yeah, just having the the leaves 
laying around, you know, after you've taken what you've wanted for it. Uh, dogs find that as something they'll, yeah. they desire to ingest, and I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, all right, so I, will, I, I thought I would start with making some connections. First of all, let's start with what are people reporting that the benefits of CBD truly or, or may be? Yeah. And here is a snippet I pulled uh, off of Google Scholar. Uh, as reported by Gleb Olenek. And he is a freelance health writer from Vancouver, and he wrote this uh, just recently. He says, studies in mice and rats suggest that CBD may have many potential benefits. Since dogs and cats are also mammals, that means CBD can likely help them as well. Evidence from rodent studies suggests that CBD may, and here's a list. Yeah have antidepressant and anti-anxiety effects, mm -hmm. reduce arthritis, pain, and inflammation, have anti-cancer effects, reduce nausea, lower inflammation in asthma, relieve epileptic seizures, support healthy bone by promoting healing and regeneration, help with inflammatory skin conditions, help with sleep, and protect against neurodegenerative disorders such as Alzheimer's disease, mm -hmm. which I didn't know was a thing in animals. Oh, yeah. I have uh, several cu customers that come in and say, I think my dog has doggy dementia. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. Right. It's usually in the older, obviously much older dogs. Yeah. Um, and they just wander aimlessly. Oh. I know. Or stare at the wall for yeah. no apparent... They just are, uh, like, yeah, just yeah. lost. It's got to be rough on the owners. Yeah, yeah. So there's these benefits. Now, Kim and I understand these from just our general knowledge of the endocannabinoid system. That's all in all mammalians. Uh, and, but we needed somebody like our guest today to help us to see the uniqueness that is present when we move over to the uh, the pet uh, ECS system. Yeah, right? because it is a, a little the, different there's, exactly, than exactly. humans. Yeah. Right. Now, how about we take also the other side of this coin? What is the current clinical view or perspective in this area, CBD for pets? Mm -hmm. Well. They have a general opinion, and it is, it, it's these two. First is, yes, we see it as an adjunctive therapy potential. But we also see a huge gap in the knowledge, mm -hmm. very limited studies. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when I went to Google Scholar, I usually at least see as many pages as I want that are pure clinical research, reviews, and such. Right. Uh, I went there and I could only get two or three. Yeah. And then I absolutely went all to all the blogs from uh, manufacturers. And so it, it is not well represented in the science community. Maybe they're waiting for us humans <laughs> to get done with all of our stuff and then they'll and then they'll start yeah. with the pets. I'm sure we have probably talked and and over and over again what the things are that are stopping some of these. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, so there is now once the human clinical studies, once their hands were untied 
meaning the farm bill, the acceptance, studies ramped up very quickly. Right. I'm sure we'll get the opinion of some of our guests today, but I, I would think maybe the same thing will happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it's just not. It's not been studied a lot. Although right. um, I've seen quite an uptick in people coming into the store, wanting to uh, talk about CBD for their pets. Yeah, yeah lots of conversations, mm-hmm. and I think that is what the managing associations of the veterinarians did. They said, "Okay, start to have discussions." with your clients about this. We know that they're bringing it to you, yeah. and this is the best way for us to understand the right path to start exploring this, is to start gathering and collecting this data. Yeah, because uh, no one wants, right, no one wants to give, I mean, I, I shouldn't say no one, but most people don't want to give their dog a, a pill or a prescription yeah. for, for an extended period of time. <laughs> but, Listen, it, but they'll give their kids a, Well, yeah, <laughs> if, if you, you know, if you have a dog that's going through a really sore time, like yeah. we've had with Gigi yep. many times, yep. um, they need a little steroid help. Um, but we've found overall for her day-to-day wellness that um, we found that CBD helps her the most without, you know, having to worry about getting her liver checked all the time yeah. and, and doing all that stuff. So, And I think uh, we can also share how we use CBD for our pets. So we, yeah. we, we, we have a, a whole family of dogs. So yes, uh, we, do. we have two Goldens, uh, one that is coming up on nine years old. Yeah. We have one that is coming up on three. two. Three? No, three. It's yeah. three years now. Uh, and so both of those are 90, 100 pounds each. Uh, then we have a really small dog, Gigi, Gigi who's coming up on 14, 15 years old. 14, and so. she's maybe about 12 pounds. And then we have the Nightmare. Well, okay, she's not. She's a, she's a rescue, and she's doing so much better than she did a year right. ago. So, so and the reasons uh, and, and how we will use CBD, and we've been doing this for three, four years now, uh, is with the Goldens, the large dogs. We are definitely concerned about arthritis. We are concerned about inflammation and uh, cancer. Well, and they're well, the cancer is there. So, the, but the, so both of those so are our big ones. So, inflammation. Mm-hmm. And cancer prevention are our two big things. Right. Now, I, I can't tell you, you know, that there's a whole lot of science behind it, uh, but we understand cannabinoids and we understand the ECS system, and that's been our choice. And we use it, uh, we do use it daily. Um, probably, Obviously, nobody's in pain yet, so we're not up yeah. to high milligrams or any anything like that, uh, a therapeutic dose. But right. they do get a little bit, and, except... Today and last night, we are having severe thunderstorms in Arizona. Torrential. Like, it, yeah. And the, it's the thunder, obviously, that yeah. really affects the three-year-old. And so they had a little more CBD last night. And they yeah. had a little more this morning because we're still, we're in this all weekend. So just to keep him a little calm, I mean, again, he's probably 100 pounds. And he gets extremely nervous during storms and this alleviate this yeah. this will alleviate it just so, calmed him down we have a hundred pound dog we give them uh i think just around so 17 uh right around five milligrams yeah and five milligrams for a hundred pound dog and they are calm throughout the the rest of the evening during the storm i think we will do something very similar july 4th you know, yes, fireworks, definitely fireworks. Eve, yes, stuff like that. Yes. Um, now our dogs don't go to the vet 
Um, but a lot of my pet owners will use it also before they go to the vet, before they go to the groomer. Yeah. You know, just those little places that cause a little more anxiety than others. Um, they had some CBD biscuits while we were camping two weeks ago. And that kept them yeah, because calm and... They needed to be calm because the park ranger kept wanting us to put them on a leash. <laughs> yes, they were. But anyway. <laughs> At any rate, yes. Uh, it, was, uh, it was just I a needed, nice... <laughs> I needed the CBD cookies after a while. <laughs> it was a nice, calm weekend. Roscoe also has a little bit of an issue with being in a car. So yeah. it, you just can just... You don't yeah. have to use it every day. You can only... You can use it situationally. It just depends on your situation. Will you share... Maybe uh, the top five reasons uh, pet owners will come into your store looking for CBD solution. What what would they what what were the things that show up? Sure, there's uh, I would say well the top three for sure are anxiety, uh, separation anxiety is one because everybody's headed back to work. Um, so, or, or just anxiety, you know, I had a, a, a lady call yesterday and wanted to know, you know, she has a new rescue and it's pretty anxious, um, pain, arthritis, um, cancer, um, doggy dementia, like we talked about, um, just that kind of, and maybe end of life, um, relief where they know their dog is like. 15 or 16 years old and yep. it's just kind of struggling a little bit and they're not ready to make any kind of a decision because for all purposes there's nothing wrong with the dog it's just it becoming old um so they'll do that they'll 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 use C and we talked to the greyhound people remember they used it for he had severe cancer oh the yes dog i do did, remember that yep and that got him through the rest of his days without any kind of drugs or anything like that so those are the f common things that people come in for cbd okay and have you heard success stories Oh, sure. I hear oh, so many. They, everybody comes back. Sure. And the great thing is you can give them a treat or you can use the oil. It mm -hmm. just t depends on your dog. Um, most of them say, oh, they feel so much better. They're running around. We know Gigi has many uh, issues. I shouldn't say many, Gigi. Um, she, but she can't move around without CBD. She's just arthritic and, and, and old. And a lot of them say this just gives them so much better uh, calmness, right. so, so much better uh, movement, agility, attitude, most of them just wanted to sleep because they didn't feel good. Now they're up, they're out and playing yeah. again. It's just, uh, it's really just a tool to help if your dog is having those kind of issues. Right. I have, a, I have a, a lot of pet owners that went on vacation this summer and they either took their dog or left their dog, you know, in the care of someone else. Yeah. And they were anxious about that yeah. being gone. So, And let me, uh, let's speak to both of those. So the... Inflammation part. Yeah. When she was talking about Gigi, that one has already been clinically uh, concluded. Yeah. Is, in in my, my opinion, the cytokine production, uh, uh, CBD has the ability to stop that. And cytokines are what trigger the inflammation process. Right. So that one is really simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the anxiety effect uh, that CBD has on the CB1 receptors. Also, 
well studied. Yeah, and I mean, and this goes for cats too. I mean, we have a cat in the family, Lola, and she was having some issues, and she's an older cat, yeah. and she's no longer having those issues. She's gaining weight. She's she's back to being herself. So it it can work for cats also. It's just a, you just got to figure out the dosage, it, and it really goes by the weight, age, all that stuff for animals and of course we're always there to help you if you have any questions on how to get started and how many times a day to do it. I've always found that um, low doses uh, at least twice a day, maybe even three times a day are better than like just a high dose in the morning. Um, those kind of things are the really the most important thing to figure out as a doggy parent or a cat parent or whatever pet you have um, is just kind of figure out what works best for them. Just like you, everybody's different. Every dog is different. Everybody is different. Um, some like, you know, just do, doing it once in the morning because maybe that's where the separation anxiety is for their dog while they're at work. Um, I also say, you know, if there is anxiety, try and change up how you leave the house, <laughs> which is hard, I know, but maybe, I don't know, I, I, I don't grab for the keys, maybe they're already in your, try and be as, because um, dogs are smart, and so are cats, they know the signs, and they really attach themselves to those things that cause a little bit of anxiety. Okay. Thanks for yeah. sharing all that. Yeah. And as far as feeding your dog uh, or cat, whichever, um, the oil works really well in um, dog food. Mm -hmm. it, it just You just mix it right up. But the key is there is that you have, to have, you have to make sure your dog eats all the food or all the medicine is what I call it at that time. You can't have a dog that gra grazes. Uh, so like Gigi grazes, my big ones, they don't. They gobble everything right down. Um, so she gets a little piece of bread with her CBD drops in it. And that way uh, I know she eats it all at once. Yeah, good, yeah. good, good, good. Yeah, there's a lot of ways. There's soft chews, there's hard chews. There's, I mean, there's, yeah. Flavors. Yes, and flavors. Then and the same production you would normally see, you can go all organic or you can go value. Yeah. I right. think the only warning I would suggest is don't give them human CBD because most human CBD oils have um, some kind of artificial flavoring or some kind of flavoring or terpenes. I'm just not real sure how your dog would react to a terpene. So they add, you know, you can have added things in there that you might not want your dog to have. You just want them to have CBD and the oil. It's the MCT oil, the grapeseed oil, the avocado oil, whatever the, the Carrier. Yep. salmon oil. <laughs> Some CBD companies use salmon oil for their um, CBD products. So that's really all I would say as far as, you know, and if you want to take um, a CBD oil or oil that doesn't have anything artificial in it, just oil and CBD, then yes, you can share it with your pet. Okay, well, let's move away from uh, our experience share and let's bring in a subject matter expert. Yes, let's do I it. I would like to be able to invite our guest today, who is Dr. Powers. Doctor of Veterinary and Medicine, 
uh, and the founder and owner of Beaver Island Veterinary Services, Jordan Valley Animal Clinic, both providing mixed animal veterinarian services to the community of Beaver Island in Lake Michigan and East Jordan, Michigan. He is also the founder and former owner of South Sanilac Veteran Veterinarian Hospital in Peck, Michigan. Now, that's a lot of credentials. Yeah. And I spoke with him, and he is just a wealth of knowledge. And a wealth of knowledge both in his passion for pets and his knowledge for his profession, but also his knowledge in cannabinoids. I was very impressed, uh, uh, and was re- I'm really happy to have him on the show. So, Dr. Powers, welcome to today's show. Hello there, Ed. Um, it's a pleasure to be on. I'm so grateful. Our listeners are definitely grateful. I think it has been long coming for us to be able to talk to a professional such as you. I wonder if we might... Well, yep, we have you. All right. Go ahead. Let's, yeah. let's take well, advantage of you. Increase the education of yeah. uh, everyone because it's a growing area of uh, nutritional supplements and medicine that's just breaking out now, as you've said earlier. Yeah, yeah. The um, and, and there's a lot of there's a lot of questions with pet owners, uh, and I, I can't blame them. Uh, this in its state of current. Legalization, litigation, and and politics. It's it's tough to get clear advice, recommendations, or prescribing of anything related to cannabinoids. So my first question might be around that. Uh, can you share your view on hemp-derived cannabinoids for pets? And I did specify hemp-derived so that we didn't have to worry about you know, the THC and mar- and and the marijuana plant? Not, not in this question. Um, as far as the hemp-derived cannabinoids and hemp-derived products, um, they have tremendous potential for helping animals um, much as they do for people. We all share a endocannabinoid system that really hasn't been researched to very much of a degree other than the last few decades. Yeah. And as we develop more understanding of that system, we realize how important it is for regulating everything in our body from pain, inflammation, trying to keep us in homeostasis. That's, that's what this endocannabinoid system does is help to balance us and our animals all out. And, Uh, Fortunately, now we're starting to see research being done on pets that does uh, show its beneficial effects for things such as pain and inflammation, anxiety, increasing mobility, and helping to reduce seizures. Um, Also, there's work beginning that shows that it does help with the inflammatory process in other parts of the body, such as the skin. Excellent. Um, okay, and and, and I, even even us, we have seen skin issues from pet owners, haven't we? Yes, yes. Many many uh, owners will ask if they can put the oil directly on the area that's being it's either irritated or some some situation. And I always encourage it. I ask them to kind of cover up the area so they don't lick all the oil off. But other than that, <laughs> yeah, they seem to they they say it works. Yeah. 
Now, yeah, topic, topically, cannabinoids do work and penetrate because they penetrate into the lipid layers. Uh, they only go so far. Um, mo- some of it does get absorbed into the whole body system, but, but you're right. Um, the biggest drawback in pets a lot of times is because it can get caught up in the hair. So sometimes, especially in areas where there's a less hairy region or perhaps shaving the area somewhat can increase absorption into, say, a joint that's inflamed or a part of the body that's inflamed. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Uh, Now, and thank you for that. Ken, so as we talk about hemp-derived CBD products or hemp-derived cannabinoid products, there are lots of questions about the THC that is in that product. Can you share your perspective on that concern consumers have? Um, As far as THC goes, um, THC is a compound that, as we know, the main component of marijuana, um, and THC is present in very low amounts in in hemp extracts, less than 0.3, but dogs in particular have... Um, increased levels of receptors compared to their body mass than we do. And so they are more sensitive to THC um, than we are and can be affected uh, with an overdose uh, with like accidental exposure, which is the most common cause when a dog uh, or or a cat, as you mentioned, um, ingests cannabis products. Um, typically the, um, forms that they get ingested are, um, in, um, like if they eat edibles that people have accidentally left around that have high levels of THC in them, or they're making up brownies have had numerous cases. And that was one in particular, I'll never forget one of the worst cases I ever saw when somebody was mixing up and making, um, dark chocolate brownies um, with marijuana and the dog got a double exposure to chocolate toxicity and cannabis toxicity. Yikes. And that has got to be common out there. I'm sure the listeners are connecting to that. Now, definitely. And the more that that's available, the more that products are available, it's definitely something that we see a lot of. I will say it seems like in Michigan, because now we've had, um, recreational and medical approved for a number of years cases seem to be leveling out a little because i think the public is a little more aware of things than they were but it's still a big concern at all times the the good thing is it's extremely rare for there to be um a level of overdose that could lead to uh death because one thing that happens is our as opposed to opioids there are no cannabis receptors or cannabinoid CB1 or CB2 receptors in the brain region that affects respiration as opposed to opioid receptors. So so fortunately, the dogs or cats will be usually um, affected. However, they will continue to breathe okay. okay. But uh, it's always a concern. And then how can you, what would you do if you you say, oh my gosh, my dog ate my brownies, what would you suggest an owner should do? 
Well, one of the biggest things is um, try to get a hold of a, an emergency clinic nearby if possible or contact your local veterinarian. Mm-hmm. If, they, if you know they ate it right away, um, inducing vomiting, it's best done in the clinical setting, but it, it can be done at home with things like peroxide to get it to get that those products out of their system. Unfortunately, a lot of times you don't know they've ingested it until they start showing symptoms. Right. And one of the things that has been a concern, sometimes people are, are reluctant to tell us um, what may happen. So sure. uh, I know I've had a number of cases where we kind of had to play detective um, while we were diagnosing nosing the pet. Um, and, you know, some interesting, interesting times where one family member happened to find out and didn't know uh, that the uh, other family member had yeah. a bunch of edibles lying around and the pet got them. So, Oops. yeah, but, yeah. Uh, the best thing is just let us know as much as possible if you know, because um, the symptoms uh, from some staggering, incoordinated gait, one of the worst things that can happen is it slows the heart rate tremendously. Okay. Uh, I know that one dog I was talking about, it was an older dog with already had heart issues, and they. it was the first case I'd seen where the dog had ingested so much that it was flat and couldn't even move. Uh. And I had to actually go to the house and, and begin treatment. But okay. It took two or three days, but that dog ended up being fine. Yeah. Right. Do they get like an ivy, a doggy ivy? IV? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times we'll give them uh, fluids to stabilize them. Uh, if we think they've ingested a tremendous amount, you can actually use intravenous lipids that help to um, um, break up and absorb some of the cannabis um, cannabinoids because they are fat soluble. Um, and then also things to stabilize the heart rate in cases where there is the. Uh, the low um, heart rate. Okay. Dr. Bowers, can I ask you to speak to the CBD products that have the Farm Bill approved less than 0.03% THC in them? Can I have you speak to that? Is there a toxicity even in chronic use? Um, there's very low cases of reporting regarding toxic exposure from the approved products. The one concern out there at this point, and and there's a lot of studies that have shown that often two-thirds of the products that are uh, available and produced will have varying levels of THC and CBD as opposed to what they say on their label. Um, It's really good to try to find uh, products that you can easily on the internet link to see what their THC and CBD content is. Although, as I said, sometimes even those lab results, uh, when tested by independent labs, can vary by up to 10%. I think that that one thing that eventually, as this products become more mainstream and perhaps under this purview of of the government more, we may end up with more 
accurate testing. I at least I hope so. I know the in, the hemp industry itself is working towards that. Yep. One thing I like to recommend people is is source products that like the original hemp was grown in North America because there's still a lot of imported products that really don't go through the same level of scrutiny that um, North American products do. I would agree with you strongly on both of those. Yeah. Um, and and so, so we have low reporting on any consequences. And I've read some studies that... Uh, that are in line with with that if it is a compliant sourced CBD with valid testing uh, from a reputable company that the chance for any THC toxicity is is very very low or well there's just not a whole lot of reporting on it yeah the one thing you will see sometimes if dogs or cats assess some smaller dogs get large doses it may give them some diarrhea i read um, that too yes be, because they are getting a lot of oil use because of the base oil base that it's the products are in thank you for sharing that okay yeah that seems important to know too and i think that's another reason to kim's point that you try to remove all those not not give your pet the human cbd product because it often might have things that are not easily digestible by your your uh, pet. Yeah, well, I, I did have one customer. She didn't understand her what, how come her dog had diarrhea. And I started talking to her like, okay, so what else is your dog getting? And she was giving him uh, coconut oil for his coat. And I said, okay, well, now you're double dosing him on oil. So... There's already MCT oil in the in the pet product, so maybe remove the other mm. dose of coconut <laughs> oil. And she's like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that." <laughs> so then, then she then the dog was they fine. Worked out, yeah, right. uh, Doctor Powers. Yeah, that's a good point because a lot of times the coconut oil isn't real absorbable. Um, I know it's popular, but it it isn't real absorbable in its pure form to dogs. Yeah. Hey, doctor, last question for you because I know your demand, and I, I would not be surprised if you are delaying a surgery or something. Uh, I have only one more question. No, I'm, I'm fine. You're fine? Okay. What, what Are you finding that our listeners could use any advice from you when bringing this topic up to their veterinarian? Yeah, like if I want to start well, CBD, how do you say it? Um, I think that's a really good point. I, I guess I'll just give you a little background. In fact, today I'm on a advocacy committee of the Veterinary Cannabis Society, which is uh, cannabis experts across the across the world, actually, uh, regarding pets. But um, and there's a lot of movement on the veterinary state board level to to develop some guidelines for veterinarians on how to deal with CBD. I happen to be in Michigan where they have passed a law that allows veterinarians to discuss CBD and hemp products with, and, t- and even THC products with their clients, which is good. Right. But uh, there's only a few states that's allowed. But I, I guess the thing is, it is important to let your veterinarian know that you're interested in or you're using these products. There are a few medications it can interact with, some of the some of the anti-seizure medications, although CBD is effective for 
uh, has shown effectiveness for, for reducing seizures, just as it is in children with the approved uh, Pedialex product. So, right. um, and then hopefully you can find a veterinarians out there that, that are willing to talk about it. There is increased research that shows effective doses for arthritis and anxiety. I was listening earlier. Um, sometimes those lower dose, lower milligram doses can work. But there's been definitely research that shows a little bit higher doses of CBD uh, in in dogs, especially, has shown effectiveness for seizures, um, arthritis, and anxiety. So it's it's uh, you know we're looking at a plant that has a lot of moving parts and a lot of beneficial components with other minor cannabinoids as well as terpenes, and so. Um, I think that's one thing that is also interesting that I, I'm a believer at this point in a lot of full spectrum products because they have uh, benefits beyond just CBD. However, as long as you have a proven level of CBD in a product, then working with your veterinarian, you can explore different doses to, uh, to hopefully help your pet because they do, it does help. A uh, tremendous amount of pets. I know you were talking earlier about geriatric pets. Mm-hmm. People, just like animals, their endocannabinoid system degrades as they age. And so I found it to be extremely helpful with with geriatric pets. Excellent. Excellent. Yep. All right. That was a good chair. That was a good chair. Um, I think what we'll do is we're going to review a few studies that I was able to get my hands on. Now, uh, Dr. Powers, I wonder if it, uh, for our guests, uh, if we can call back on you again uh, as clinical research advances. So if we called you back in a few months uh, to kind of check back in uh, with the knowledge that you've gained from some of your activities. Absolutely. That would be uh, okay. Be very glad to help out with that. I'll try to have a better phone connection. I tried to move around today, and I don't know what happened, but <laughs> I know we're not having the perfect connection here today. Well, good. Well, we're going to get through a couple of these studies, and then we're going to talk to uh, the CEO of Greengruff, uh, who is also a good contributor to this industry by doing good jobs in self-policing and uh, and regulating. Uh, so we're going to get uh, to the rest of these topics. Uh, Dr. Power, thank you very much for joining our show today. And I do look forward to having you as a guest again. And I'm really glad you, you agreed. Okay. Thank you very much, Ed. Okay. It was a pleasure to come and help inform owners. Thank you very much, Dr. Yes, Powers. Thank you. Okay. Let's continue to go, listeners. So uh, we're going to forego the break because that's my decision. I think we have a lot of good information, and I think our pet owners would prefer we stay with this. Uh, so we have a couple of different clinical studies that I was able to get my hands on. Uh, they are they're very light, but I'm going to share these so that, again, you can have a we're, – we're cutting through the noise for you. Yeah. Uh, so the first one I have, uh, this is Natural Product Ingredients by by uh, by pets. This is Tina Weismer, uh, also a veterinarian, and she also works for the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals and the Poison Control Center. 
All right, and she states, the main toxic principle of marijuana is a resin called THC. However, the plant contains more than 85 other cannabinoids, and CBD is one of them, and it does not have the psycho, uh, psychoactive properties as the, does the THC. The two main cannabinoid receptors, now this is her speaking, the two main cannabinoid receptors, CB1 and CB2, where CB2... Selective agonists have been shown to be effective in the treatment of pain, various inflammatory diseases, osteoporosis, and anticonvulsant activities in humans. Well, cannabinoid has also been suggested for pain control, stress reduction, and appetite stimulation in pets. Yeah. All right. Two studies have been completed in dogs, and there is some evidence that may be helpful to the American Holistic Veterinarian Medical Association. You can look at those two. They are volumes 57 and 35. Uh, they were just released in 2019. Uh, and these studies suggested alleviating osteoarthritis pain and decreasing epileptic seizures. So again, going along with what Dr. Powers is saying, yes, there are studies out there. Uh, and as and she goes on to say, and with other non-pre-marketed regulated products, there is a variable quantity. And this problem is what, how Dr. Powers was talking about. The testing sometimes has a variance to it, but oftentimes products aren't being tested. And so you're not really sure what levels of cannabinoid, particular THC, might be in this product unless you have a third-party test. Yeah. Uh, and then, again, she suggests that uh, not knowing this could be dangerous because of the levels of THC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, going back to responsible manufacturers, if you, are, if you are looking to make a purchase and you see a third-party test, uh, that is a big deal. That should give you a ton of confidence. Anyway, let's keep yeah. moving on. I think oh, it's yeah. super important. I mean, again, Agreed. I always say go to a CBD store where they may have a little bit of knowledge and hopefully they're doing their due diligence, due diligence, mm-hmm. <laughs> and test and, and getting all those tests, uh, those tests before they bring that product in yep. the store. I know that's something that is on the top of the list for me before I bring something in, and that's pet. Pet CBD included. Yeah. And, and, and as a retail store operator, you've got a nice perspective on that. And then we'll bring in a CEO here. We'll give us the, respect to, the perspective on the other end. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to get through these last two really quickly so we do have time for our other guests. Clinical review title. This is cannabinoid treatment as adjunctive therapy for pets and then gaps in our knowledge. Uh, so this review talks about initial toxicity, toxicity studies have shown that CBD has a favorable safety margin when administered orally. Unfortunately, there are no toxicokinetic and safety and efficacy data on the chronic use of CBD in our companion animals, our pets. Now, what they're suggesting there, and again, Dr. Powers had uh, touched on it, uh, is all we can do is just look at reported cases that the studies are very light and the chronic use of CBD. Now, I think chronic use, don't look at that as a negative impact, a negative thing. That's you're using CBD twice a day, every day, because your dog or your pet has a symptom that needs it. That needs That's it, That's all yeah. they're talking about. They're right. not talking about an abusive uh, uh, activity at all. Okay, and then our last one. 
We have a Dr. Betty Wedman, St. Louis, who is an author and nutrition consultant. And in 2019, she wrote, Human urine drug testing are not an effective way to screen a pet for cannabis toxicity. What? That's what Wait she says. Is it, somebody it, The testing? urine tests that, you, that are used in humans yeah. to detect uh, THC is not effective in pets. Toxication in pets is similar to that in humans, you know, uh, the effect of it, as it, it starts 30 to 60 minutes after ingestion. While pet parents and the veterinarian community wait for research to determine dosing and quality standards for cannabis use in animals, the market is exploding CBD products for cats, dogs, and horses. So again, she is also suggesting be mindful of your purchase decision. Right. Uh, A CBD study of 30 healthy beagle dogs hypothesized that CBD would be well-tolerated. The dogs were randomly assigned to receive CBD in the form of micro-encapsulated oil beads, CBD-infused oil, or CBD-infused transdermal cream at a dose of 10 milligrams per kilogram per day for six weeks. The CBD appeared to be well-tolerated, but more extensive safety data is necessary to determine if there is a long-term effect of CBD on liver and an associated, or and could be associated with diarrhea. Which yeah. Dr. Bowers also discussed. Yeah. Okay, so there is a snapshot of some clinical studies, clinical reviews uh, that, again, help give some legitimacy to some of our discussions today. Now, I would like to invite our next guest. This is Jonathan Persofsky. Persofsky. And he is the co-founder. Persofsky. Got, got it. <laughs> and thank you for that clarity. Uh, he's also the CEO of Green Gruff. Green Gruff is a dog wellness company that produces organic and sustainable dog supplements. Now, prior to funding Green Gruff, John was also the co-founder and operator of Barbecue Smokehouse, Toronto's top barbecue restaurant. Jonathan has nearly 20 years experience identifying and addressing gaps in consumer shopping and needs in multiple industries. Now, why, why, is, this, why is this important? Because Jonathan has uh, a skill he's, uh, he's learned over the years, and he knows how to meet the consumer needs. Now, I looked at his product, I looked at his site, and I put him in the bucket of he contributes to this market. Yes. There are companies that take from this market. And so to hear from somebody with this experience to be able to share with our listeners today on what things they should be looking for when they're making a buying decision is relevant. So listeners, I I really have uh, confidence that what he's going to share with you today will be helpful in your buying decisions. Jonathan, can we we hear from you on this subject? You sure can. Thanks so much. So, yeah, so one of the initial things that I I think uh, buyers need to be looking at when you know, deciding who they're going to be purchasing from is first of all, it, how are the products that they're looking to to purchase um, put together? And I think one of the the core things to to our to our products is our products are not just dog treats that we've gone ahead and put some CBD on. Um, we see uh, CBD itself as an incredible um, ingredient 
but it's not what makes up an entire formulation. And for all of our products, for their specific uses, there's a combination of, of, of other active um, ingredients that are known to support what um, dogs' needs are um, for these common um, ailments. And so um, for us, we don't just distinguish between each of our products. And, and you will see you know, other kinds of say, oh, well, if I want to make a, a treat for calming, I just need to add some chamomile, and now this is my calming-specific one. Um, or uh, here I have one that I'll add some uh, chondroitin to, and, and now I have something for hips and joints. And, um, and there are more needs that dogs have than just um, potentially uh, one active ingredient to, to best help them with their overall health and, and what they need. Um, and so look carefully at all of the ingredients. Do they all serve a purpose? Are they, um, you know, and making sure it's not just CBD and a bunch of fillers and, and an empty product, but that it's actually helping dogs um, you know, more holistically with what problems they have. Um, that's, you know, first and, and, and foremost. Okay. Um, secondarily is um, looking at where, um, where products are being made um, and ensuring that the facilities that they're coming out of are, are SQF, you know, properly designed facilities. I've heard of too many companies starting off by making products in their, um, in their home kitchens and Absolutely. just mixing stuff together yeah. to put, to put in, in and out there in the market. And, uh, you know, are they being properly done? And, you know, furthermore, that, that when we talk about the, the testing stuff and what you'll see is you can get a COA for, for any CBD um, oils and things that you, that you have. But what I also, what you also want to make sure is how, is how well are they, is that company doing getting the same amount of CBD into every single, um, every single treat or everything that, that they're making? Um, and are they testing the individual product itself to make sure that it's being well mixed and well distributed throughout each one so that that dosing can, can remain um, consistent? Because that's where the, the, the next um, level of test is. And, um, and, and how is that manufacturing process you know, being done? Are they adding um, too much heat in their process? Are they cooking their, their product and, and having all of those beneficial elements just being stripped right back out of the, of the product and, and you're ultimately ending up with, um, with a significantly reduced uh, efficacy? Yep, okay. Well, now for the listeners, let me ask you a, a key question here. So the formulation and the manufacturing, how might a viewer of your product get to that, get to that answer that the formulation and the manufacturing processes were of a standard that they would appreciate. How, how would they get to that? So when is, is, I'd say, so when you look at the ingredients itself, is, is um, you know, look carefully through the, through the ingredients, look at what you see on, um, on the back and look at what, um, what, what they're offering and how that's, and how that's being put together. Okay. Um, and, and then I'd say just, I also, Look at where you're where you're buying it from, um, and uh, and and know that the the places that are that are probably bringing in these these products are doing some homework to help you out. But um, uh, see what they have, and I'd say it, it's worthwhile taking some time. Like check the yeah. sites, check those companies' websites carefully. But even feel free call them and ask them those questions, um, and and see what they have to um, uh, to offer to to yeah. put that together, and and. Um, Jonathan, we speak the same language on this. We do it really do. We, we try to tell customers, and I know that you will believe this, and you will you, you'll agree with it. We try to tell customers when you are 
self-policing, when you have high standards, you literally want to tell everybody, take the phone, you'll take the phone call. The CEO will answer the question. Yeah. Can you tell me why I should buy your product? Hell yeah, I can tell you why. Right, because in this market today, we have to do the self-policing, and those who are doing it, we know the effort it takes to do that. And I also agree with you, Jonathan, on when you go to the website. When you go to your website, you can tell you are dog-centered. Yes. This wasn't a second thought. This wasn't, well, let's add another skew to our human line or any of that. So, so I agree, starting with reviewing the website, then digging into the package uh, and looking at the ingredient mix and then moving over to test results. Does that sound about right, Jonathan? You, you got it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I really liked and, your and website. I really did. I went through it. Uh, I, I had to vet it a little bit before I <laughs> She's said... She's good at this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ed, yes. Um, but uh, I liked... I, I liked... I had no idea about the information on uh, cricket protein. I, I I learned something new, and I really appreciated that knowledge that you shared on there. Absolutely. So, you know, we believe, for, for us, and when we look at, at products we're making... Um, we have as much of an organic profile as we can, and we believe highly on sustainability. Um, crickets play a huge role in sustainability. We also are 100% uh, solar-powered in our facilities it, um, themselves, nice. as well as we're using um, plastics that, uh, that are um, upcycled plastics coming from, from existing um, plastic materials and, and being fully recyclable um, as well. That's where we're, uh, we're moving to. And so that's... Um, and we believe that the that this planet is important for for our pets as much as they are for us. We have a responsibility there um, in, in, on the sustainability side as well, and in what we're producing. All of our children are thanking you, our pet children and our human children. Yes, yes, we need <laughs> to start thinking this way. All manufacturers yeah. should start thinking this way. Yeah. Now, Jonathan, I'm running short on the show. We had a lot of great information that went out today, and I do want to make sure that I take the time to thank you for participating in today's show. I will definitely have your contact available, listeners. If you go to the show content, if you go to all your social media pages, you will get access to both Green Gruff as well as you will uh, our fan, Jonathan. Yes. All right. Hopefully, you won't get too much done. <laughs> too many questions? Yeah. Oh. I, I would love to. Um, I don't blame so you. I would too. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. Yes, I, I, I would enjoy. Con- I would enjoy customers calling me too. So I get that. Uh, I also want to thank Dr. Jeff Powers for showing up and sharing his perspective. Really was something we've been waiting for. So, Dr. Powers, thank you so much for that share. Uh, both of you guys, I would love to have you on the show again. Uh, Jonathan, expect uh, another invitation from us real soon. That sounds great. I look forward to it. Thanks Uh, so much. All right. Okay, listeners, thank you again for participating in today's show. All your questions that you sent to us, we do appreciate it. I hope we did a good job of clearing through the noise. We know that this product is important, uh, and we will continue to do that for you. So that's a wrap for today's show. This is Ed. And this is Kim. Have a great can of the day. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. 
Please join your host, Ed Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be back with you soon. Live authentically, heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back.